You're listening to a message from Heritage Christian Fellowship in San Clemente, California. For more information, go to heritagesc.org. Wow, it's good to see you guys. Some of you are new, and um, but it's good to see the familiar faces too. Oh, look at you! You're back too. Oh, the whole wheel. Whelan family there, all back from Africa. You guys ought to have them dance or do something African. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, it was so fun to be with them in Africa, actually. Um, yeah, well, I want to just say thank you so much for having us. Um, uh, we're, it's such a blessing for us to be here, as always, because this is kind of like home away from home for us. And um, my husband and I do work in the nations, and have a nonprofit called Mission Support Network. And, and uh, some of you know because you've done appointments with Stuart. We also do appointments here at the church. And so uh, we have a lot of activity going on in our lives. <laughs> it gets a little crazy. But um, it was really awesome because as I was thinking about coming here and speaking, and it's so cool. I'm like looking out and seeing these faces like the Gelsons. I'm seeing these guys over here on the front row. It's good to see you guys. I mean, it's just crazy seeing all of you. I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of joy, a lot of joy that I get to see everybody. And, um, but some of you are new and you might not know who I am. So I'll just share with you a little bit. Um, my husband and I have been doing work in the nation since 2008 and we go in and out of Africa and He's been to over 30 nations. I haven't caught up. I've only been to 23 or something like that. And um, I don't know if I'm going to catch up with him. But um, And we've just traveled all over the world helping pastors and leaders get their PhDs, which is prophetic healing and deliverance. And um, so it's been <laughs> quite an interesting journey. Um, we've built, we're on our third school. Uh, we work with pastors and leaders to church plant. And um, back in 2019, of the fall, uh, the Lord said, I want you to fast and pray because you're not going to have time in January 2020. And I said, okay. So I fasted and prayed, and, and, uh, and then the Lord spoke to me. I was standing out in my backyard, and this may be new to some of you, but I'm just going to share it, and we'll talk about how you can have the Lord speak to you the same way too. And so I'm out in the backyard, and all of a sudden, a whiteboard drops out of the sky, and the whole thing gets erased, and the Lord says to me, Kathy, say goodbye to everything you've ever known, because things are about to change. And I didn't feel fear. I just started celebrating. I'm like, something amazing's going to happen. I mean, that's where I went. And I started thanking God for all the travel we've been able to do over the years, all the leaders we've been able to partner with, all the churches that were planted, all of the work that we had been able to do in the last decade, I said thank you to the Lord for everything. And then I ran in and told Stuart, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we're going to get jobs. Maybe we're going to start a new business. Maybe we're leaving the nations. Maybe we're going to do this instead. And he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and then he's like, I told him everything that happened. And one of the things the Lord also said to me is, Kanye West is a token of things to come. This is the year the harvest begins. And what's so crazy is, you know, he's like, is that word for us or is it for 2020? I said, I think it's for 2020. And then 
COVID hit, things got absolutely insane and crazy, and all of our appointments shut down. Uh, we had a trip to Africa that was canceled. We got all our money back, which was awesome. The Lord speaks to Stuart, and he says, Deuteronomy 28.2. And that scripture says, the blessings of the Lord will chase us down and overtake us. And from that point on in 2020, we started to declare every morning, the blessings of the Lord are going to chase us down and overtake us. We took a promise from scripture, a word from the Lord, and we began to decree and declare it over our lives. And man, did they chase us down. And they, I mean, they tackled us. We were down. We were overtaken by blessing. And so, you know, people, literally, we had people call us up and go, can I pay your mortgage and utilities? We're like, sure, <laughs> if you want to. And, and we had the craziest things happen. I had said at the beginning of the year, Lord, if we're not going to travel, you know, I want to baptize people. I, you know, is my baptism days over? I have baptized over 70 people so far at five different locations from San Diego to Huntington Beach. I've seen so many people come to Christ. The harvest is ready. Things are happening. God's doing something amazing in the midst of a, a very strange season. And then Pentecost Sunday came, and we just worshiped the Lord, and he said, Kathy, there's no going back. We are in a new era. We are going someplace we've never gone before. We're in a new time and a new season. What is the Lord saying to you? What is he saying to you? You know, I said to the Lord, I go, okay, Lord, what do you have for me in this season? It's a new season, a new era. What do you have for me? And he said, Kathy, I want you to be a watchman. And I said, a watchman? He goes, I want you to be a watchman over America, and I want you to start to pray. And all year long, he started by giving me a song, America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. And I began to pray over America and he would give me dreams and words and it was something he was calling me to in this season. What is he calling you to in this season? I know for, for so many people, you know, they're like, everybody's been so focused on the election and anchored in the outcome of the election. I don't really know what's going to happen with this election. Last 2016, the Lord spoke to me in a dream that Trump would be president. This year, he hasn't spoken to me. This year, it was more like, we'll see what the church does. We're going to pray. And so we began to pray. But many prophets had actually said that Trump would be president. And so, has anybody else heard those words? I mean, you guys have all heard that? Okay. And I remember when I was at a point where I began to decree and declare um, that Trump would be president. Now, for me, you know, I don't personally like him. I'm just being honest. I don't really, <laughs> I don't like his personality. I don't. But I don't vote for personalities. <laughs> You know, I actually have to see who's lining up with the word of the Lord, and I got to vote that way. That's me personally. But I don't have, you know, I'm not judging anybody, but I'm just telling you what I did. And when I began to also, um, when we saw the election go a different way, I began to pray, 
And I go, Lord, what about all those prophetic words? What about this? What about that? What about that? Did anybody else do that? I did. And so I remember when I got to a point where I was going to decree and declare um, uh, Trump is the winner and what was going to, I started to go, Lord, um, okay, so God, you know, all these people said that, and I know them, like they hear God, you know, I'm just lining up with what they're saying, and what about that, and I, you know, and I kind of like, so I go to pray and declare, and you know, all darkness come in the light, and I'm praying over the election, and, and all of a sudden the Lord interrupts my prayers. Has anybody ever had that happen to you? I was so busy too praying, I, they were good prayers. <laughs> Boom, he interrupts me. And it's like, and I hear this scripture, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I go and I'm like, that's in James. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask the Lord who gives generously to all without reproach. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave on the sea driven, tossed by the wind. The person must not suppose that they're going to receive anything. If you're tossed to and fro, you're not going to receive anything. Uh, but a, and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So I'm pondering this. Okay, I was praying. I was trying to line up with what some prophets were saying. I'm, de- you know, I'm trying to decree this, and the Lord interrupts me with this word. Later that day, I get a vision. I'm shooting an arrow through a window, and you know. I, I was minding my own business. This is how God speaks to me. You know, you're just doing your thing, minding your own business, and then I have this vision suddenly. And I'm like, okay, I know that was the Lord because you just interrupted the regularly scheduled program. And um, where is this in the scripture? And so it's in 2 Kings 13. And it says this, Now when Elijah had fallen sick and illness, and he was going to die, basically he he, uh, Joash was king, um, and it's in Second thir- uh, Kings 13, and you can go to verse 17, and basically Elijah comes in, he takes bows and arrows, and he says to the king of Israel, draw back the bow, and he drew it. He opened, uh, he opened the window, and he shot out the arrow, and he said, now the Lord's arrow for victory over Syria, and you shall fight the Syrians. And then he, he says, take these arrows and strike the ground. So the king takes the arrows and he strikes the ground. But he only kind of like, you know, all right, prophet, word of the Lord. Here you go. This guy's crazy, Elisha. Anyway, I'm just going to hit this thing, right? And so he hits the ground three times, but he doesn't like kind of hit it in faith. He's just kind of maybe probably appeasing him. And Elisha gets angry. And he says, because you didn't strike the ground five or six times, like strike the ground. Because you didn't strike the ground, you only get a partial victory. And I said, Lord, what is going on? What are you trying to say to me right now? And he said, Kathy, you can't be in both places. You can't be in the... I pray that if you have blessings for me, they might chase me down. No, you have to be over. I decree and declare the blessings of the Lord are going to chase me down and overtake me. 
There's a level of prayer. There's lining up with the very word of God. There's lining up with the word of God. Even there's a story, and I know I'm jumping around, but I'll bring it back together. There's a story, 2 Chronicles, where basically the Moabites, the Amabites, every kind of bite is coming against these guys. And there's a war that's coming against King Jehoshaphat. And they go before the Lord and they begin to pray. And the spirit of the Lord comes on one of the leaders and a word comes forth that, yeah, go, you're going to win this. And then it says in 2 Chronicles 2020, which is very interesting, 2020. And it says, they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, hear me, O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe the Lord your God, so you shall be established and believe his prophets so you shall prosper. In other words, this principle, whether I'm talking about America and what God wants to do, this principle is for our lives. God's saying, Kathy, you can't be in one place or another. You can't be in this hopeless place just wishing, hoping, you know, no, you have to be over here. You have to stand with the prophetic words and the promises in scripture that I have given you, and you got to fight. You got to fight with those words. You got to pound the ground with those words. You have to take the prophetic words that I've spoken over your life, the promises in scripture, and contend with those words. We've read this in 1 Timothy 1.18. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you a commandment. He didn't say, Timothy, I got a suggestion for you. No, that wasn't it. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you a commandment in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Prophecy and hearing God's voice He's speaking to our hearts, and he's giving us words for our nation, over our cities. He's speaking to you about your family, about your marriage, about your business. He's speaking, and he's saying, are you going to take a hold of the promises and the words that I've given you, and are you going to strike the ground? Are you going to strike the ground and believe God? Now, some of you were in a very peculiar season, right? And the old things have passed away. And we are in beholding of a new season. Some of you need to ask the Lord the same question I did. What do you have for me, Lord, in this season? What are you calling me to do in this season? This church is in a new era. This church is in a brand new season. I saw the windows in a vision blow open and a wind blow through. All the old things have passed away. The word of the Lord is remember not the former things nor consider the things of old, but behold, I'm doing something new. I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs forth, but you don't perceive it. Don't you know that I can make a, wild, a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert? 
God is doing something new. He's doing something new in all of the churches. He's doing something new in our lives. We're in a new season, a new era. Some of us, we don't even know what tomorrow looks like. I don't, but I know who holds tomorrow. I've put all my eggs in that basket a long time ago. I, I mean, he, he knows it all. I'm trusting in him. I'm with him. I'm going with him. He knows where he's going, so I'm going with him. I'm with him. But I also have to contend with the words that were given to me. And I just want to really encourage you, and I, I would even say this over the church. Is my phone over there, babe? I forgot my... Um, one of the things that I was getting was Romans 5.5. 5. Thanks, babe. You're amazing. I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, this guy. He, I mean, like, he learned everything about deliverance on me. But anyway, so... But um, seriously, the old things have passed away. The former things, not consider them anymore. Let them go. God is taking us into something completely new. If we're in a new season and a new era, and we're in a new place, and God is shaking whatever can be shaken. It's one thing when there's a shaking. It's another thing when God shakes, when he shakes things. Because he has a purpose. And even for our nation, you know, some people were so focused on Trump winning. And then when they saw what was going on, they just lost all hope and got super depressed and hopeless. And I'm like, where is your trust? We don't hope in Trump. We hope in God. He's our commander in chief. In the end, we're citizens of the kingdom, right? But at the same time, he has an agenda for America. And so we want to line up with what he wants to do in the U.S., and we want to pray. We want to strike the ground with our arrows and align ourselves with God and his words over our nation. And so I know that's what I'm doing. But being in this new season, in this new place, means that we have to kind of shake off the old. I don't know about you, but I'm getting older. And when I sit in a chair... I do usually tell people I'm getting younger because I'm getting more childlike in my faith, therefore I'm getting younger every day. Anyway, so, uh, but my physical body's not catching up. So when I sit in a chair too long and I go to stand up, I'm a little stiff. Like I notice my knees get stiff, my, my arms are kind of stiff. I have to start walking and move it out and, and, you know, to get rid of the stiffness. But listen, let the old things pass away. Get rid of the stiffness. If you're hanging in the old, you're, you're stiff. You're having a hard time walking right now because you're hoping this will all go away and we can get back to business as usual. Let me tell you, it's never going to be business as usual because God is doing a new thing. And that, what does that require of us when God's doing something new and the old things are passing away? It means that we have to press into God. We actually have to pray, get in the secret place and press into the Lord and say, Lord, what are you doing? What does it mean for this church? It means like all the old things have passed away. It means you actually have to pray and say, okay, Lord, how do we do Sunday school now? Okay, Lord, what do we do now? Okay, Lord, we, we've always done it this way. We don't have to do it that way. Everything's old. Old is passing away. Behold the new. What does it mean? It means you go before the Lord and you recognize that you're in a new season and a new place. And you're like, Lord, some of you are going to start businesses. 
Some of you are letting go to old businesses and you're going to start new ones. Some of you don't even believe it yet, but you're actually going to expand your businesses. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know what God has in store for you. But he has a plan. It's a plan for good because he told me so. It's in Jeremiah 29, 11. But he's doing something new in this season and through the church, and it requires us to go back and go, okay, God, I, I know we even did this with a women's conference. We were like, okay, we know conferences are going to change. What do you want us to do, Lord? We're just going to blow it all up and start from scratch because you're doing a new thing. What do you want us to do? We end up doing a conference outside close to the beach and baptize 25 people. Like we did something completely different. And I think we're in that season. I want to encourage you as a church even to um, ask the Lord now that he has declared over heritage, remember not the former things nor consider the things of old. I don't know about you, but I do like my old bathrobe. <laughs> I do. And I love to be cozy and comfortable in my old bathrobe. My husband doesn't like it. Like it, it, you know, you know how something old and worn in, but you love it, just looks really bad. <laughs> what if God has something new? I remember when the Lord spoke to me about our house, and um, I was looking for, you know, a condo, and Stuart was settling. Well, maybe I can grow tomatoes in a pot. And uh, but he wanted land, and I remember the Lord spoke to me. He goes, Kathy, what if I have more for you? In this new season, as the old things have passed away and you are beholding the new in all that what God wants to do in your life and through the church, ask him, I'm in a new era, I'm in a new season, what do you have for me in this season? What do you have for me at this point in time? What do you have for us as a church? And I just really wanted to encourage you with that. And then also... As, a, as I was worshiping, I kept hearing this. I'm, I'm going to declare this over the church. I charge you, heritage, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and dead, by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, and complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but they will have itchy ears, and they will accumulate for themselves teachers who suit their passions. That is happening. God's shaking the church right now in this whole area. As for you, be sober-minded, enduring stuff, suffering, and do the work of an evangelist. God has an agenda. It's never changed. He wants to see people come to Christ. He came to seek and save that which is lost. And I really see this as a house of hope and a house of healing and a place where people can come and gain freedom and be set free. I love the altar call on addiction and strongholds and breaking that because it's very much part of the ministry of this church to see people get set free and to see them come to Christ. And, you know, I had a friend, his name was Ted Bigley, and he used to yell in people's stomach, freedom. Yeah, he was strange. But he was an evangelist, and he would lead like 300 to 400 people to the Lord himself. It was crazy. 
but God used him in a super powerful way, and I feel like the Lord's going to use the church to bring many people to Christ. But the reason I brought up Ted is that he got saved at 45, or really late in his life. Wasn't it like 40, 45? And um, man, he became a radical believer that led many to Christ. So we're never too old to receive Jesus. We're never too old to preach the gospel and to hear his voice. And so I just wanted to release that kind of as a word to the church that, um, you know, when you focus on the lost, everything changes. When you shift your focus on the lost, it's a big deal. And so heritage, remember not the former things. Let them pass away and behold the new. You are in a new era you are in a brand new season. And that means that you have to press in and you actually have to pray and ask the Lord, okay, we've never gone this way before. We've never done this before. What do you want us to do? God's so creative, you guys. He, he, how many of you thought that you would be outside on the back patio? That was awesome. What a way to spend the summer. That was amazing. And um, so there are new ways that God's going to do things. And so I just want to encourage you as a church to press into that. And um, anyway, I just wanted to release that word and give you guys some encouragement and to really take the things that God has spoken to you. And if he hasn't spoken to you, um, I really want to encourage you to seek him and ask him, Lord, what do you have for me in this season? Um, he's been speaking to me, uh, like I said, all year, and I've been praying into all of these things. And this is why I love the voice of God. I love his voice. I love when he speaks to me. There are even times when I go to Stuart and I go, I haven't heard God's voice. And he goes, what are you talking about? You hear God speak all the time. I go, well, no, to me, not to them. You know, it's like, he goes, you just gave that person a word. I go, no, I want to speak to me. You know, I mean, like, that's how I am. I'm like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And it was so funny, too. I asked the Lord, I go, Lord, what do you think about America? He goes, I'm excited. And I went, what? Are you, I, you just not seeing what I'm seeing here. What, what's going on here? He's like, no, I'm excited. And then suddenly I had this knowing, just like the enemy thought he crucified Christ, resurrection came. God has a plan for America. Resurrection is coming. He's, he's got a plan. Resurrection's coming. All the time the enemy thinks he wins, and then God does something. I mean, hasn't that been the story of your life? It has mine. Oh, the enemy thought he had me here, and then suddenly God showed up. You know, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And so this is why I love the voice of the Lord. And we don't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And a lot of people will say to me, well, Kathy, I don't hear God. I said, that's okay. You can read God. Amen. Right? What, what's the joke about, you know, some guy, kid comes up to a prophet, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word, and he hands him the Bible. <laughs> because we know God speaks through his word. And so a lot of times if you feel like, well, I'm not hearing God, well, then start reading God. Read his word. Get into his word. Ask him to begin to speak to you. And John says that we, uh, we are his sheep and we hear his voice, John 10, 27 and 28. Okay, why is it possible for hear, us to hear God's voice? Because Acts 2 is for you. 
You know what that means? That when we give our lives to Christ, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the very voice of God. So can we hear God's voice? The answer is yes, we can. And when we're in a new era, and when we're in a new season, don't you want to hear God's voice? We want to hear what he has to say about these situations and where we're going in our lives and do everything he's called us to do. And I love that Acts 2, right? Because we shall all prophesy. In the last days it shall be, God declares, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy. So why prophecy? Uh, I'm going to switch gears to equipping. I gave you guys some words in the beginning, but... I'm going to switch gears to a little bit of quipping. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 3, you guys have heard this. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. When God speaks into our lives, it changes everything. It changes everything. Some of you are here today and you need Romans 5.5. Hope in the Lord will not disappoint for the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How do I move out in faith and the very word God spoke to me and the prophecies that have been given? Some of you may have contempt for prophecy because someone prophesied to you and didn't come to pass. Can I just tell you right now that they might be wrong? <laughs> they might be wrong. <laughs> you could hit the delete button. Believe me, if God, the living God, wants to speak to you, he can speak to you. He'll come at you five, ten different ways. I'll never forget the story of this one guy. He was getting this word over and over again in his life. First, he gets it from a charismatic church, and he goes in, and this prophet stands up and says, you're going to be a signet ring, and you're going to stand before kings. You're going to be the Lord's signet ring and stand before kings. And he goes, well, you know, you're a crazy charismatic. And then he goes over to his evangelical church, and somebody goes, yeah, I feel like the Lord is just really impressing upon my heart. I don't know if this is true or not, but you can decide. But I really feel like God's saying, you're going to be a signet ring and stand before kings. And then he's like, okay, that was weird. 25 times the God spoke this to him over three years. He finally called a friend who was a prophet, and that friend, he said, why is God saying this to me so many times? And he goes, well, first, because you're hard of hearing. <laughs> and then he finally said to reject the word of the Lord and the call on your life is to reject God himself. Whoa. And I was like, I heard that story and I'm like, I don't want to do that, Lord. Help me. Help me to have ears to hear. We want confirmation. We want the Lord to speak to us, but we also want those ears to hear. And prophecy is a good thing. It's a good thing. So if you've lost heart or have contempt for prophecy, I just want to encourage you to repent. Just repent and just say, you know what, I'm not going to, yeah, there were some people that blew it, they got it wrong, but I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I'm going to go ahead and embrace prophecy. I'm going to go ahead and embrace the word of the Lord in my life. 
and we prophesy to edify and encourage and bring comfort. And it's so awesome when the Lord speaks edification, encouragement, and comfort. I mean, even for me to say, Lord, what about America? And he says, I'm excited. I was like, first I thought he was confused and didn't watch the news. <laughs> and then I realized, wow, he knows something I don't. He, he's, he's got a plan. He knows something I don't know. And so, you know, he's thinking long term. I'm like looking at the immediate, right? He's got a plan. And so when God speaks, everything changes. And when he spoke that to me, my heart shifted. My faith went up. I started looking at all the things that God was saying. I began to line up with that. And I began to intercede and start striking the ground and believe him. And why prophecy? Again, I said it before, because we don't live by bread alone. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What's my time? You're good. Am I, am I good? Okay. Are we good? Are you guys still with me? Okay. We're so blessed to have the written word, the logos word, but also the rhema word, the now voice of God, that still small voice that speaks to our hearts. We're so blessed to have the living God dwelling within us that we can hear. In the Old Testament, they just had the prophets. They had to rely on the prophets. We're on this side of the cross, filled with the Holy Spirit. We get to hear God's voice every single day. We get to be on this side because we've received Christ, because we know him, because we're his sheep, and he is our shepherd. We get to hear his voice. And that begs the question... Are you a sheep? Do you even know the shepherd? If there is anybody in this room, and I'm talking about hearing the voice of God, and I know you want to get up and run out those doors. Maybe you do not know the Lord. I don't want to leave here without you knowing Jesus and knowing that you can hear God's voice speak to you. If you make a decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he comes and makes a home in you. He will actually fill you with his spirit who will guide you in all truth. I remember one time we were helping a woman who uh, really was coming out of the new age and she had a very strong angel guide. She didn't know it was a demon. She didn't want to give it up. And Stuart said, you know, if you give up this angel guide, you'll get the guide of all guides. His name is the Holy Spirit. She goes, really? Okay. And she gave her life to Christ. And she got saved and delivered. That's where we all want to start. If we're going to hear God's voice, we actually have to know God. Hearing his voice is just being a friend of God's. It's knowing him. You've got to be right with him first. You've got to be, and, and let me just give some of you older Christians a, a key. When you're in fear, you cannot hear. You have to ask the Lord to remove the fear. Fear was a pandemic that came upon us. And that has to go. If we want to hear, you have to step out of fear. But let's just take a moment before I continue and just make sure that everybody here knows Jesus. So let's just close our, our eyes real quick and bow our heads. 
I've told you some amazing stories about how the Lord spoke to me about nations and about people, individuals, things. I'll, I'll tell you some more a little bit. But before I do, if you're here and you actually have not made a decision to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you actually kind of have been away, I want to just give you an opportunity to recommit your life to Christ and or give your life to the Lord for the first time. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. Okay. Okay. All right. Praise God. Let's just pray. You guys repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. I thank you that you have forgiven my sins. And I choose today to make you my Lord and Savior. I believe in you, that you died on the cross, and you rose again. And because you rose again, I will too. Lord, thank you for eternity that I'm going to spend with you. And thank you that, I, that I'm going to follow you, and you're going to speak to me. And you're going to lead me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, anyway, by the way, guys, when somebody gets saved, the angels do have a party. So the angels are having a party over you. Amen. Party, party. <laughs> uh, and so that's the first thing, right? You want to hear the voice of God, you got to know God. And um, so anyway, why prophecy? And I'll just give you a couple uh, quick tips because I know um, time-wise and I want you guys to do an activation. But prophecy is a true spiritual gift. And spiritual gifts are given as the Holy Spirit divinely wills. And we move in hearing. God doesn't want to just speak to you. He does want to speak through you. Not just to you, but actually through you. And those, he wants to distribute spiritual gifts. And the reason it says in scripture that we can all prophesy is because the Holy Spirit is in you and you actually might get a word for your neighbor, except most of us talk ourselves out of it. I don't know about you, but when this first started happening to me, it's like, she's got a headache. And I go, oh, that is so weird. I don't know why I'm thinking about this woman having a headache. But uh, yeah, that, oh man, what did I eat last night? That, that was, did not settle well. And then it's like, no, she has a headache. I want you to pray for her. Oh gosh, get behind me, Satan. You know, I mean, I was like, there is no way I'm walking up to that stranger and praying for her. You know, I was just like, no. And so finally, I started to realize, wait a minute, this is the Lord. And, and I'll never forget this one time where it's like, it was a drive-through healing, okay? I was at a drive-through, and then this lady is like, word of knowledge, she has a headache. Reached through the window, do you have a headache? She goes, oh, I do, it's killing me. I think I'm supposed to pray for you. Is that all right? Well, yeah, please. And I'm like, oh. she said it was okay. <laughs> Be healed in Jesus' name. Quick, get my hamburger and run out. No. And um, anyway, she gets healed. And so it was a word of knowledge. And so a word, a fact, something I would have never known. So God wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to us and through us. When you hear his voice, it changes everything. But guess what? When you hear his voice for someone else, it changes everything. It changes everything. 
I have literally had the Lord speak to me multiple times. It's how Stuart and I ended up in the nations. It was because God's voice. We were literally following God's voice and trying to do things in obedience. And so I want to encourage you guys to seek the Lord and really seek him and earnestly desire spiritual gifts and especially that you may prophesy. 1 Corinthians and I want to encourage you to ask the Lord to begin to speak to you, not just for yourself, but for other people. How many of you have had God speak to you directly? Okay, it is a trick question, you guys, because you do have the Bible. Sorry. Um, okay, how many of you have had God speak to you for someone else? Awesome. Hmm, that's good. All right. So you're hearing God's voice is not just for us, but for people out there. Every time I get a word for someone that doesn't know the Lord outside of the church, they ask me the same thing. Are you a psychic? I'm like, no, that's another source. They've tapped into something you don't want any part of, I'm just telling you. And no, this is God. He knows every hair on your head. He knows everything about you. I heard this analogy if his thoughts are like the sands of the sea towards us. It's not like, this guy described it this way, it's not like you go looking for a word for someone and it's like a needle in a haystack and you've got to find that word. No, it's not like that at all. If his thoughts are as many as the sand of the seashore, you just go in and you just scoop up a whole bunch of thoughts. All of what God wants to say to that person. Lord, how do you want to love on them? How do you want to encourage them? How do you want to edify them? You don't have to go looking for a needle in a haystack. No, God's got millions of thoughts, millions of good things he's thinking about people all the time. And so we just have to go in with that mindset and do it as a step of faith, and God will begin to speak, and he wants to speak to you and through you. We all have to prophesy according to scriptures, Romans 12, 6. We all have different gifts. And, but we use those gifts in accordance to our faith. So in other words, if you want to hear God's voice for yourself, but you also want God to speak to you and through you, it's going to take a measure of faith. There's no way around the faith factor. You have to have faith. I am going to encourage you in a moment to step out in faith because I'm going to ask you to minister and to prophesy, and you're all like, okay, lock the doors. Just lock them right now. Nobody's leaving. And um, I'm going to ask you guys to step into something maybe you've never stepped into before. Maybe this is new for you. Maybe you've never done this with anyone before. But God is going to speak to you. And, and the reason he's going to speak to you is because you're going to step up and you're going to say, okay, Lord, here I am. Give me a word of encouragement for this person. How do you want to love on them? And that takes a measure of faith to do that. And you may just get one word. You might get an impression. You might get a vision. I remember in the beginning when I started hearing God's voice, there'd be little pictures, little things like that. And I didn't always know what they meant. I was telling the story in the first service about this guy, Javier. And I kept hearing the word shop, shop, shop. And I'm looking at Javier. He's in high school. I'm like, I don't think he likes to go shopping, Lord. I don't know what this is. 
And I just almost talked myself out of it and because I didn't have an interpretation and I wasn't like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And he wasn't telling me what it meant. So I had to step out not knowing what it meant. And I just said, Javier, I keep hearing the word shop. He almost burst into tears. He goes, I want to open a motorcycle shop. I didn't know that about Javier. I didn't know the secrets of his heart. God did. And then he spoke and revealed it. And then I looked at Javier and said, when I die and go to heaven, are you going to be there? He goes, I don't know. I go, would you like to? He said, yes. And he gave his life to Christ. God's wanting to speak to you and through you for others. Because of what's coming, there's a great harvest coming. This is the time of the harvest. And so we have to step out with that measure of faith. And we have to kind of take that courage. You know, it says the righteous are as bold as lions. There is a level of encouragement and boldness that only comes through the Holy Spirit. If you are out and about, and some of you are in this situation right now, I just feel like the Lord's impressing upon me, you're actually business owners. Well, as a business owner, you're a pastor of your business. This is your pastorate. And some of you in your business need that courage and that boldness to minister to the people in your business, some of the things that need to happen there. And without, you know, I understand the legal issues and stuff like that, but just ask the Lord, who are you speaking to me about? And I kind of feel like he's already put some people on your heart and he's going to speak to you about them and you're going to end up ministering to them. There's the reason they're in your business. God has entrusted them to you. There's something more than just the business. So I'll just leave you with that. So let's um, all stand. How you guys doing? How many of you are going to pray for America? Come on. We're going to pray for America. We're not going to pray for him. We're going to really pray for God's love to break out and, and his spirit to be poured out on our nation. We're not going to come from a, a radical headlock, you will agree with me, place. Right? I see some of that happening, and I'm just like, oh, come on, believers. Let's step up, and let's contend for God's agenda. Let's align with God and what he wants to do and not get hostile towards people. I had a friend of mine just yesterday at a conference, and uh, she was so angry over the election. She went before the Lord, and she said, what's wrong with me? And he goes, you have a murderous spirit. You need to repent and get delivered. And she's like, oh my gosh. She got delivered and suddenly she just, all the hate, all the anger left her. And, and if you're in that place, maybe you need to ask the Lord, what's going on? You know, because, you know, God is love. And we're going to walk in love. But we're still also going to align with the word of the Lord if we're going to strike the ground. Right? And we're going we're gonna to pray for our nation that God would bless it and that his agenda would override all things and what he has for our nation, which is so good because for some reason, like he told me, he's excited. <laughs> he's excited because he's all about the harvest. That's what it's about, and there is a harvest coming. Many souls are going to come in to the kingdom of God right here from home. I remember the Lord told me in Uganda, turn your heart towards home. 
And he began, I began to weep over the United States, and he began to show me this great harvest that's coming. How many of you have relatives you want to see them come to Christ? Look around. I mean, keep your hands up. That is a prayer that the Lord wants to answer. And these are the things that we're contending for in our nation, in our families, in our home. God wants to speak to you and through you. To you and through you. And when he speaks, it changes everything. And that's why it's so important that we hear God's voice, but that we also earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Because when you move out and speak God's word, it changes everything and it can change someone's life. And I, I really believe that's why Paul said it. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you can prophesy. Because when you prophesy and you reveal the secrets of someone's heart, they're undone. God starts moving. They know that you never could have known that and that it is God speaking to them. And it shifts us, it changes their hearts and their lives forever. So can we just agree to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that we can prophesy? Can we just declare over this church that we're going to be a culture that values the voice of God? I mean, we just want to be that. We want to be a church that values the voice of God. And so I really believe that God spoke to a lot of you. I know it's 12.07. You're usually done at noon, right? Do you guys mind if we just go a few minutes longer? Is that okay? Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Jeanette, can you stand up for a minute? Jeanette, I feel like the Lord is going to reinstate you. And, and really, uh, you've had places of leadership and authority in the past. But I feel like this is, those old things have had passed away. But now you're coming into a new season. And it's, it's like you're going to have authority in the spirit. You're going to have authority in the area of ministry. But you're also going to have authority in the marketplace. I really just see something really special for you out there. And you're going to go where no man has gone before. Like you're, you're no woman. You're going to be in like uncharted territory, like Starship Enterprise. You're just going to go forward in this whole unseen place. But at the same time, the Lord's going to reinstate your authority. He's going to do some new things in your life. I just see that you're literally crossing over, um, just a, a literal crossing over from one season into the next. And, and I just feel even... I feel like even the scars and the things from the old season, even that, the Lord's like, you're not even going to feel the bruises. You're, you're coming into like a whole new season of just like, wow, the latter house is greater than the former. I never thought I would be moving like this. This is phenomenal. It's just going to be such a good time ahead of you. So I just really want to encourage you. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh, good. There's this couple, and you're sitting together super tight. There's only two chairs. You guys right here. Yeah, what's your names? Shayla. Shayla. Josh. Man, you guys are like two peas in a pod. You're like uh, very similar, but not. <laughs> and, uh, but it's good. God sovereignly puts you guys together. You super complement each other. And I just see, like, a huge amount of family around you, like, a lot of family. And, man, it's just like, it seems like they go on forever. And um, it's just a huge family. 
And I see you guys in the middle standing in the gap for your family. And I feel like the Lord wants to encourage you. I have salvation for your family. I have salvation for your extended family. I have salvation for even the family that's not here. There is salvation coming. And we just declare over your household that they shall be saved in Jesus' name. And that everyone in your extended family, Lord, we declare salvation. We just say, get saved in Jesus' name. There's a few that have just been resisting for so long. They're almost there. The Lord's just going to go, bink. And uh, they're just, he's wooing them right now. He's drawing him. He's, he's working on your family. And um, there's a generational blessing in your family. Um, and I don't know who that is, grandparent, mom, parents, I don't know who they are, but they have released a generational blessing in the family as well. And then you guys are walking in that. And I want to declare over your finances, everything's going to be fine. I just see financial provision coming to you, and God's going to bless you guys financially. And I see the entrepreneurial spirit on you, I just, on your husband. I just see this, like, you, you're, you're a thinker. you got a lot going on up there. And, uh, and I feel like part of it is your creativity and your entrepreneurial spirit. And I do see a business. I see something going on with you and um, that God's going to do something new in your life. And there are some dreams that he has seated in your heart. And like their dreams, they're not just dreams for business, but dreams for kingdom. They're kingdom business. And so, yeah, bless you. Encourage you. Bless you. So good. Okay, I got three more minutes, okay? Sorry, going late. Ah. Uh, behind, a little bit behind, if, if that's okay. This row in the back, you four, you're like two couples sitting next to each other. Yeah, you're in the back row. Like, there's nobody behind you. Don't turn around. It's you. All of you guys. Can you just stand up for me for a minute, both couples? I don't, I don't. I can't see from here, so I, I don't think I've ever met you guys. Um, but I see that you're spiritual moms and dads. And I really feel like you are going to come into a whole new season. And I feel like God wants to use you guys to literally speak to men and women. Speak into their lives and encourage them. As he's encouraging you, as he's doing something new in your lives, he's going to do it through you as well. And I just see grandchildren. I see uh, it's almost like you're, you're not just going to mentor and speak into your families, but there are other families that need to be mentored and encouraged by you guys. And I feel like even for the two men in particular, I feel like the Lord's saying, get off the bench and get in the game. Like he literally has kingdom stuff for you guys to do, like a new season of kingdom stuff. Like you're going to see like discipling and speaking into men's lives and calling them forward and things that you're like, man, I've, they're going to be, some of them are new, like you've never done them before, but some of them are just reinstating and kind of like, um, you know how you go through the military and then you're done, right? You get, you get to, and the Lord says, no, that's not you. You're back in the army <laughs> and that he actually has a plan and that you're going back into the military, but it's the army of God that he's calling you back into. And you are veterans in the faith, and he's not done with you, and he has things he wants to do with you guys as couples and as, as men, in particular, is what he's highlighting to me. So, yeah, God bless you guys, in Jesus' name. Wow. 
Man, that is cool. Have you guys ever been in the Army? Military? Oh, okay, good. Well, there you go. That's a good analogy then, huh, Lord? Wow, God knew that. <laughs> so funny. All right. I love you two girls. I don't even know you. But can you stand up, you two right there, the redhead and the braids? and Oh, my gosh. What is the Lord going to do with you two? Are you guys friends? Because you are sitting together and you don't have a mask. So I'm just checking. Anyway. No, I see you guys kind of going, running together. I feel like the Lord's going to take you into the school of the Spirit. And he wants to teach you some things. So it's like a school of the Holy Spirit to really begin to hear his voice. Um, you're going to go on some God adventures. The Lord's going to speak to you. He's going to tell you guys, go here, do that. You may go to another nation. You may go to another state. You may go over to a school. You might take a ride with some circuit riders. You might do some things that are a little crazy. But it's the Lord calling you. He loves you guys. He knows that he wants to ignite a new fire in your life. Something happened to you and you went, whatever you want, God, I'm all in. And he's going to take you up on it. And he's going to start leading you on a path into greater things, into some things that he's calling you to do. And he wants you to be able to walk by faith and not by sight. He's going to take you through the school of the spirit. And also he's going to deal with father issues. He's going to heal your hearts. He's going to deal with those things that have been like self-image identity issues along the way. As you go and preach, as you go and do your God adventures and the things that the Lord's telling you, there's a healing that's going to come through your lives as well. And I see a lot of girls behind you. Your breakthrough is going to be their breakthrough. As you guys break through, as you press in and seek first the kingdom of God, and he adds things unto you and he begins to take you through the school of the Holy Spirit, there's girls behind you. They'll get breakthrough because you guys decided to go ahead and commit your ways to the Lord and to follow him. And it cost you. It cost you to go, I'm going to follow Jesus and go all after Jesus. And the Lord, but the Lord says in the scriptures, it's so clear. Anybody who gives up mothers, brothers, sisters, houses, how much more will they get in the life to come in this life too? So God has some good things for you guys. And I want to just encourage you to stay the course, hear the voice of God and go in the direction that he's calling you to go and just keep moving. And, and we'll pray over all the people around you that have a lot to say about it. But, but I really feel like the Lord is, I, I see you guys going on your God adventure and in your God adventure, whether it's YWAM, circuit riders, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever God adventure that is, the Lord's going to bring healing along the way. Don't worry. He'll take care of your parents. Some, some are fearful, but go. God's going to cover them. He's going to speak to them, and he's going to use you guys powerfully, and you're going to learn a lot. You're, you're going to school, but it's a school of the Holy Spirit. So God bless you too. Amen. Anyway. All right, I guess we'll, we'll call it there. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for having us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next week. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.